You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Brandon. And we are in our latest episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. And today is a big one. Oh, is that right, Brandon? Yes. I'm not only excited for today's episode, I'm twice excited for today's episode. We are about to introduce the world to Two-Face. Well, I'm always of two minds about everything. Oh, I see you giving your two cents over there. Exactly, and I've got my coin here, and I'm going to flip it, and uh, heads or tails as far as how this goes. I hope it goes heads, because tails is never a good thing when it comes to our villain of the week, Two-Face. One of the greatest Batman villains of all time, and in my opinion... This two-part story is one of the greatest Two-Face stories of all time in any medium at that. I do agree with that. Is the, is, so the bad side, that he, when he flips, is that the tails? The, technically, it's the tails. It's, it's okay. a double-sided coin, if I remember correctly. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, and that is it's, correct. it's like scratched up, so yeah. we know that's the bad one. So it should make that easily found if a bunch of other coins are... Thrown. We are going to get there. That is actually <laughs> okay. something I have marked okay. in, in You know my what? Notebook. I didn't. It just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> there's, so. there, there's a couple of kooky things in there, including a, uh, a credit card with Two-Face's name on it as Two-Face. I was about to just make a joke about don't give it too much credit. That you. <laughs> oh, man. But we'll that, get to that. That joke is too easy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. it. I got gotcha. you. Two? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, today, in case you haven't figured out, we are going to be reviewing part one and part two of Two-Face. It's episode 17 and 18 on HBO Max. Um, it aired September 25th and September 28th of 1992. So they aired the first one on a Friday, and they give you that little bit of a cliffhanger before you came back to watch it the following Monday. So that I think that was a really good placement. Kind of like a Batman 66 kind of uh, tune in next time. Yes, exactly, exactly. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Uh, this episode in particular, both of these episodes were directed by Kevin Altieri. Our man. And they were written by Randy Rogel and uh, Alan Burnett, uh, I hear, also contributed a lot to this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first episode that the writers felt were for the first time that the that everything in the episode really gelled together. Uh, it feels they've, uh, Bruce Tim has gone on to say that they feel like this, these two episodes set the tone for the future of the series. Uh, Kevin Altieri claims that this two-part story was by far the best take on Two-Face in any medium up to this point, and I, some could say it still is. I am one of those people. Um, Altieri, Altieri would usually edit episode scripts big time when he would get the uh, final drafts, but he said he barely touched anything with this episode. He just added mm-hmm. of the rain and a lot of the um, mood in the background right. to the episode. Uh, Bruce Tim calls this story, quote, a compelling psychological drama, and he also doesn't see why kids will like these episodes because it's mostly <laughs> character development and talking, which is something we bring up a lot here on the show. This is true, but how did? Why do we love it? And that, why does that work? So that uh, so you were. I feel like you were at a good age when it came out because you were like twelve or thirteen, correct? So I feel like you were. I mean, you aren't an adult by any means, but I sure. feel like you could appreciate it a little bit more at that age. I was seven and I loved it. I don't. 
I'm su- kind of surprised. I, I think I've always really liked kind of just the story mm-hmm. of it all. So, because I would, even watching it back yesterday, I just kept getting lost in the episode. I think the Burton films kind of set you up for yeah, like the psychological, actually, yeah. uh, sort of, you know, it's definitely Batman Returns. And there's uh, a lot of psychological stuff going on in this ep- these yeah. episodes in particular. So like, was this... Way more than I remembered. What year was this? 1992. So this is before uh, Batman Forever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Batman this... Forever is 95, Returns is 92. Uh, yes, did, this would have been, but this would have the, been for Tommy Lee Jones. By the way, I would have seen that take on it. It returns to come out around Christmas time in '92. No, it, so uh, I know it's a Christmas movie. No, it, no, it, it came out in the summer. It was wow. like May. Why did, sure. why did why did they do a Christmas movie in the summer? Because it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's totally it happens a to have a Christ, some Christmas stuff in it, but it's not really a Christmas movie. Do you think? Do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? No, I don't. I think it, I think that a Christmas movie is a movie that. You only watching this if you're if you're watching Christmas Vacation in June, you're a crazy person. But if you're watching Die Hard in June, it's fine. Same thing with Batman uh, Batman Returns. That's that's the way I break it down. Okay, I can I can. I had a VHS tape and it had Rudolph and Grinch Christmas Story. It didn't have Die Hard because you can watch Die Hard anytime. So that's how I. But you know what? Watch whatever you want in December. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I watch Batman Returns, but I also watch it in April. And I'm going to give you a heads up in the next episode that we watch, which is Christmas with the Joker. I'm going to ask you a lot about your favorite Christmas films. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm giving we... you some time to think. Wait, that doesn't. Are we jumping around? We will jump around <gasps> for, for Christmas. That's the first time we've done that. It's right? a Christmas miracle. It yes. is. But right now we are too excited to get going on this these two episodes, Two-Face Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah, about half and half. <laughs> we're gonna probably Brandon, have to edit a lot of Brandon coughs Brandon today cough just as yeah. i did my half and half cream joke oh that's fine. it was that's it was fine. uh it, it was a joke all right sorry i got a pecan in my uh <laughs> my tooth there i'm trying to get the pecan out me and jimmy have been eating thanksgiving leftovers like non-stop for lately. a week it's, it's it's amazing and i appreciate everybody that let me take some food home but man i am i'm getting tired of turkey be eating it for another week too but what i'm not tired of is Two-Face, and we, because in this episode, we finally get Two-Face. We've had Harvey Dent show up in, like, two episodes already, including the original pilot, which was the uh, Man Bat episode. Mm-hmm. And, of course, his uh, unforgettable appearance in the debut of Poison Ivy episode. It's not very often that cartoons would tee something up like this. Like, they would introduce a character only to use him later in such a splendid way. This isn't really mm. something, it was. It seemed new at the time, I thought. And they really foreshadow it in the in the Man Bad episode. Not so much in the Poison Ivy one, but mm. I'm glad they set up that him and Bruce are good friends in that episode. The coin, was that set up? I think that was in the, the Man Bad one. It I know there's, okay. there's at one point where there's a shadow on his face, okay. and it makes half of it dark. Oh, nice, 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 okay. But we don't ever see anything about Big Bad Harp in those episodes, which is actually one of my complaints that I'm going to bring up later. I, so I feel uh, like that was kind of thrown okay. in. Yeah, I also have thoughts on Big Bad Harv, but we'll we'll talk about that as we get to it. But yeah, we finally get to meet Two-Face in this episode, so we're finally going to break down the Two-Face character for all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two-Face in this is, of course, voiced by... Richard Maul, Bull from Night Court. Bull from Night Court. Still not on Cameo? No, no, I actually checked Thursday. He's still not there. Okay. We got a running tally. He was also in Jingle All the Way, which I watched last night. Oh, he dear. was 
Uh, and in Scary Movie 2. Apparently he's really known for Scary Movie 2, according to the yeah, interwebs. He was in that. He was in that. I never really liked Scary Movie 2. No, I don't like any of those scary movies. I like the first one, I think. but The whole thing with the Chris Elliott and the, here, my little hand. That's the, that's the second one. I hate ha, that. has become kind of funny because people say it a lot. It's kind of like the uh, the old Greg. I hated old Greg. And now old Greg's kind of funny to me. It's the same thing with uh, Chris Elliott and his little hand. Yeah. It, and, and Scary Movie 2. It, it, it's grown over time. It's dumb. But anyway. <laughs> Now, the creators of Batman the Animated Series was originally wanting a uh, Marlon Brando type of voice for uh, Two-Face, but r they opted for uh, Richard Mull because he had a raspy growl that they really thought captured the big bad harp side of him very, very well. And I agree. I think I think it really, really works. Um, Great voice for both characters. And, and a fun little like uh, tidbit, Richard Mull actually... Uh, does the voice for Two-Face in an episode of Batman Brave and the Bold. So oh. I think that's a pretty fun little Easter egg. That's pretty cool. And he does some ancillary voices we've seen. I think he, he might does. do an yeah, ancillary voice in this, possibly. Like Did I, he? Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I know I hear his voice a lot through these episodes we've watched. So yeah. it's definitely the first couple. Now, the uh, Two-Face character himself actually first appeared in the comics back in uh, August of 1942 in an issue of Detective Comics uh, number 66, he was created by the original G's themselves, Bill Finger and Bob Kane. I honestly did not realize Two-Face has been around this long. The Two-Face character has popped up several times on the big and small screen over the years, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, the first person to portray him of note was Billy D. Williams in the Batman 89 uh, movie. Uh, A.K.A. Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, he also voiced uh, Two-Face in the Lego Batman, which I thought was genius. That was awesome. I love that. It was that. so cool. And, of course, as we've talked about on recent episodes, uh, in the comic books right now, there's a Batman 89 series out, and they are exploring the Billy D. Williams uh, take on Harvey... Uh, almost said Harvey Weinstein. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. Talk about a double line. Um, but it's showing Billy D.'s take on Harvey Dent when he becomes uh, Two-Face. I'm just thinking about Harvey Weinstein flipping oh. the coin. <laughs> Rose McGowan's coming oh, to the office. No. I'm not going to use this part. Maybe I will. And he's like, do I? Yes or no? Make your choice. And, you know, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> this just got really dark. Hey, big, you show him, Rose. Big, big you bad. show him. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You took that bad guy down. <laughs> We, and we appreciate it. We appreciate it, <laughs> we, man. He is a son of a bitch. Hey, I love Jawbreaker. Another uh, person to portray uh, Two-Face on the big screen is Tommy Lee Jones in mm -hmm. Batman Forever. What did you think of his take? Um, well, it's all wrong. Um, it's very wrong. But I I can't help but like... I think he looks the part. No, I, I can't help but I like every version of Two-Face because I like the shtick. I like the half and half shtick. I think it goes back to... Um, my love of like sideshows when there's you got like a the half female you know it's a different kind of thing, uh, but like I I I dig I always dig Two Face on that level but what he's doing is wrong yeah um, because very kooky I think it, it, yeah he's he's always going overboard kind of like what Nicholson would have done but like you really need to play Two Face very straight especially next to Jim Carrey's Riddler oh um, oh yeah which I I like Jim Carrey's Riddler but like it would have been better if you had Tommy Jones playing it playing it straight. But instead, he's like, "Wow, it just doesn't, just doesn't work." And I, I didn't care for the, the purple, like the look, in either. But. So the purple look is actually the original look of Two Face. Hmm. It was the. Uh, it matches uh, that movie, like it matches the look of the movie. It was the animated series that brought the whole blue look 
uh, a yeah. bond. Mm -hmm. And kind of refine its appearance. Because in the comics... Refine is a good word. It's very refined. In the comics, he had this weird kind of like orange uh, jumpsuit or whatever. I'm actually going to show you a picture I have on okay. my phone for you. This was what he looked like in the comics. Oh, that's very much like uh, what... Uh, Tommy Lee has on the face is mm, his yeah. face is more purple. It's, it's the same. We got the same jacket. Yeah, uh, like here's what he looked like in his very first appearance. Okay, I've I've seen. That. He looks more like a like Chester Gould, kind of like a Dick Tracy. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say he looks like a, yeah. a Dick Tracy villain. That's there. true. Like I said, I did not realize he'd been around since 1942. Um, somebody else that is portrayed him on the big screen is uh, Aaron Eckert. He yeah. uh, portrayed him in The Dark Knight. What did you think of Aaron's uh, portrayal of Two-Face? Um, I, I liked everything he did in that movie. I liked the look of it. Uh, I like the suit. I really like the look the of half it, seat, The side of the suit is just sort of like subtle. Like, what, yeah. what happens? He gets he gets blown off. He gets, what, uh, sorry, he gets, blown, <laughs> he gets, he gets blown up. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but like his face is in some kind of toxic waste, and then there's an explosion, and the fire spreads to that waste. Yeah, and, and it, it just it's kind of burns half the suit, but it's done in such a way because I used to have the hot toys. That's how I it, it sticks out of my brain. Uh, it's just very subtly not the face. The face is not subtly done, but the yeah, suit yeah. I just really like. I, I liked everything about what they did with Two Face. I wish he would have survived that film and continued on. To the that film. was actually my issue with it. I've I always felt like. He needed to be kind of his own villain in a movie, yeah, which is also true. my issue with Batman Forever, because he kind of takes a backseat to Cary Riddler. No, he takes a backseat to his his friends Drew Barrymore, uh, Sugar oh, and Spice, my, and Debbie yeah. Mazur. That's the best part of the movie is just... I always the, forget that Drew, Drew Barrymore, Barrymore is uh, Sugar and Spice. And Debbie Mazur, who's a close friend of Madonna. Uh, oh yeah, as uh, his two sidekick uh, malls. I, I I love a mall. I have read recently that they actually had a lot of footage on the cutting room floor of them. Apparently, they had a bigger part in the. Well, when final. you you put names in the movie, especially Drew Barrymore at that time, you expect that there would be more. But I mean, you know, she's. That's uh, when Drew Barrymore was dangerous too. Yeah. Oh, she, now she's just like Oprah. Fun, fun, uh, I love her. She has her own show. Yeah, I know, I forgot but about I that. still love. I love. Drew. Oh, I've I've still have a huge crush oh, on her. I love Drew, no matter what. Fun of perverted fact. She uh, that was her Playboy is like the second Playboy I ever looked at. Oh, it's probably around that time. Oh yeah, that's there. when she was dangerous. Yeah, that's when she was dangerous. Um, fun fact: she was in a movie called Poison Ivy. She was. Yes, she was. Everything's connected. It is. One other person that's played uh, Two Face Live. Or oh, he... oh, I'm sorry. She was in Mad Love with Chris O'Donnell. That's a uh, Batman, uh, new Batman Adventures. That's true. Yeah. Start talking. And a comic. Please start talking, Brandon, or I'm going to think of another thing to say to cut you <laughs> off. So just jump in there. Somebody else has played Harvey Dent in live action, but on the small screen, uh, Nicholas Augusto uh, portrayed Harvey Dent in the Gotham series. Which <laughs> I don't know anything. About. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was Two Face in that. Uh, he was Harvey Dent. I don't think oh, he ever okay. became too fit. He okay. might have. I why wouldn't they do? That? I quit watching around the time he came on. Yeah, so I, I gave it a season, and then I started the second, the first part of the second season. And I was just like, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, I watched like the first few episodes. I made sure to watch. There was one that Paul Rubens is in. Yeah, yeah, uh, he plays he uh, plays uh, Penguin's dad. Uh, I yeah, believe, I did watch that. The same character he kind of played in Returns, yeah, right? And I think That's like fun. the it was oh the mom was Carol Kane. Uh, so choice. I watched that, and then I was like, I'm done with this. And I like that. I like that guy that played Penguin in that. People always say I remind. Uh, of the, oh, Robin uh, uh, Tyler something. Uh, yeah, him. yeah. I, I dug He's that actually guy. really good. I mean, yeah. it, there's a lot of great casting in that show. It's just not a good show. Um, now, there's something that I thought you would like to talk about when it comes to uh, Two Face on the small screen, Jimmy. Oh yeah. You see, 
I don't know if you know this, but there was supposed to be a Two-Face appearance in Batman 66 once upon a time. Would that's, you like to comment on that? That's true. And then did they just think it was too ghastly? So, um, back in, uh, I believe it was 68, uh, Harlan Ellison wrote a, a treatment for a two-parter, obviously, for Two-Face. Um, the studio saw the scripts and said the scripts were good, but they the creators end up thinking that the character might be too grim for the younger audiences. Mm -hmm. And then they do kind of like a uh, different character that was similar, like no face or something that like that. That was false face. False face. Yes. Which are, that's a two really good episodes. I like the false face episodes, but yeah, that was like originally going to be a, a two face. It's weird because those episodes like false face takes a, a second banana to his mall, whose name is blaze, which is, she's the best part of that episode. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, then they eventually, what did they do with it? They made a comic out of it? And a movie? So they made a comic about it, uh, like a decade ago where they kind of showed the treatment. It's a, a fairly small comic, so mm. I, I don't think they wrote the full script or anything like that, but it's called... Yeah, probably treatment, and they fleshed it out. If you want to look for it online, it's Batman 66, the last, the lost episode. Mm -hmm. Um, you should de definitely give it a check out. Uh, do you know who they wanted to play the part originally? Well, isn't it Shatner? Maybe? Shatner's not the original choice. We're we're gonna get into oh, that I very know. soon. I can't think who was it. I, I can't think who it is. Roger Moore or something. No, like no, Clint Eastwood. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Okay. Which honestly would have been really cool. That would have been good. I could see him doing the, the exactly. Yeah. He has the voice. He has also kind of the jaw and yeah, the look. Draw, he would have been perfect. Mm -hmm. But I know what you're referring to. And in 2016, a straight to DVD Batman 66 animated project was uh, made called Batman versus Two Face. Uh, they did not use Harlan Ellison's story, unfortunately. They came up with an original story. I mm -hmm. always felt like they should have used the original treatment. Yeah. But William Shatner was cast as that particular Two Faces. Uh, they wanted to have a actor that was kind of known that was still around, but you would have, you know, you would recognize them in a '60s setting. Pretty good like, choice, you know, Pretty Captain Kirk. Mm -hmm. And I believe. Uh, was it Star Trek came out in like was it sixty six or sixty nine? Mm -hmm. So it right was kind of that perfect timing. But yeah, that, that also for those that don't know, that was Adam West's final uh, appearance as Batman, and I think his final work as well. I think so too. I think so too. So Jimmy, all these Two Faces, who is your favorite Two Face? Uh, <laughs> my favorite Two Face, uh, other than Harvey Weinstein. Uh, I have to say that I mean it's it's this I mean, most of the time you're asking me that I'm going to say it's the version we're about to watch or talk about it's going to be this this version. This version is okay. probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite uh, movie version? Oh heck, um, I have a certain nostalgia for Batman Forever. Uh, to me, Tommy Lee Jones is the least part of it. Um, I can't say that because I just so don't like what he's doing. I think it's wrong. I'll, I guess I'll say that. Uh, what's his name? Aaron Eckert. Aaron Eckert. That, that, that's my favorite portrayal. He, it's, he's, it's, he's a great cast, he's I think. Great, he's great in the part, and the way they handle it is good. Um, I, I believe in was, Harvey Dent. Yeah, the way that they... Yeah, that's that's all, that's that, all good. That's from the, uh, the the Long Halloween, by the way, which is a yes. great story mm -hmm. that we've talked about every now and then on here. Which, if you want to get into comics and you want to seek out a two-faced story, go for any of the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale stories, which is Long Halloween, Dark Victory. They recently put out a reunion book for them, uh, a Long Halloween special, a few weeks ago, which is really, really good. But all of them deal with Two-Face as kind of the main antagonist. So, Jimmy, <laughs> we haven't done this for a while, but 
do you, I think you have a synopsis for us today, right? Yeah, let me take a, a drink of my Jameson gingerbread. Uh, yes, Brandon, I will take it away. For Two-Face Part 1, uh, as you said, a story by Alan Burnett, teleplayed by Randy Rogel, and directed by uh, Kevin Altieri. Our boy. Our boy. So we are thrust right into absolute terror, as D.A. Harvey Dent is having nightmares featuring a shadowy and menacing figure who coincidentally also has the voice of Bull from Night Court, but who sounds in desperate need of a lozenge. Get this man a tiny box of Cherry Luton's stat. But there's little time for subconscious threats. Uh, as Dent and the Kamish, along with the help of Batman, raid a nest of criminals led by mob boss Rupert Thorne, who we met a few episodes ago. Oh yeah, he's actually, he's actually been in more episodes than most of the villains. This is true. One of Thorne's thugs gives Dent some crap, and Dent immediately flies off the handle, but is pulled back to reality by the Kamish. Much like my friend's cat, who is also named Commissioner Gordon, uh, keeps pulling the tablecloth down too far, and then she has to take everything off the table and recenter it. It's really a chore, and I hear you can make this, they make this spray where you can, uh, wait, where are we? Oh yes, a Batman podcast, sorry. Uh, anyway, Dent is thankfully not canceled, mainly because it's fake 1940s. And he's not Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and then there's no Twitter yet. But Thorne realizes there's something dark going on in Dent. And maybe he can use that against him if they can scrounge up enough dirt. But the outbursts just keep on coming in a fundraiser-type deal at Wayne Manor uh, as Dent once again goes off and almost punches Bruce Wayne in the face. Bruce is, of course, concerned. Uh, as Dent's fiancée, Grace, who confides in Bruce that Harvey... I want to say Harvey Weinstein, but I... <laughs> Bruce is, of course, concerned. Uh, as Dent's fiancée, Grace, who confides in Bruce that Harvey Weinstein is seeing a thing. Sorry. <laughs> Bruce is, of course, concerned, uh, as Dent's fiance Grace, who confines in Bruce, that uh, Harv is seeing a therapist about his anger. Uh, Bruce assures them he won't tell a soul and that he knows how to keep a secret, most likely referring to the fact that he recently caught Alfred posing in the mirror naked well, with a Batman cowl on while ironing. Most likely the secret he's referring to. Do you think so, Brandon? I mean, he is a butler. Callback. That came back to bite you in the oh, butt. Oh, that was my line. Oh. Oh, oh, by the way, I do want to talk about Grace for a second. Yes. Where did she come from? He was, like, head over heels in love with uh, Pamela Isley not too long ago. This is true. Where did she come from, and where does she go? Yeah, she never comes back. Yeah. Might be tipping the hand for something I'm going to say later, but she's going to disappears. So, meanwhile, at Dent's Therapist, we are introduced to Big Bad Harv. Unfortunately, Dent's suppression of anger has created an entire alter ego who we find out is determined to take over both personalities. It, it gets very, like, split a little bit yes. on there. Cause I didn't even remember that when I saw it, but he will just totally black out and just become Big Bad Harv. Thorne gets wind of this information thanks to his right-hand girl, Candace. Oh, I thought it was Lois Lane. She looks so much like a Bruce Tim Lois Lane, it's well, not even funny. Uh, That's her character be, model. That Brandon, is her character model. Brandon, if I can stop my synopsis for a moment... <laughs> I'd like to read a poem I wrote Oh, for Candace. Oh, no, she's a Bruce Tim girl. Candace, Candace, looking so good in red. Yep, Bruce Tim. Candace, Candace, like Lois Lane, but really bad. Candace, Candace, your design I'll never forget. Candace, Candace, fuck you, Bruce Tim. <laughs> Thank you. That's some death poetry there. Anyway, anyway, everything culminates in a celebration for Harvey, where it looks like he's finally going to set a wedding date with his fiancée, and Bruce is about to score with some bimbo in a hallway. Horny Bruce is in this episode a lot. Uh, no, you don't like horny Bruce. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not him. It's a drive-by horniness, so yeah. I'm okay with it. 
But then Thorne calls Dent with some blackmail and says to meet him in a dark warehouse because we're in the third act, so it has to end in a dark warehouse. With uh, chemicals everywhere, too. This is true. Oh, we're teeing it up. Uh, Thorne confronts Dent with his psychological case file, which puts him over the edge as Big Bad Hog finally takes over. Batman tries to intercede, but there's an explosion, and Harv takes most of it to his face, as Batman's reaction to the damage done always gets me. It's very muted and underplayed. I love it. It feels right. It's it's my second favorite uh, moment of both these episodes. It's It's so good. What isn't muted is Harvey's eventual reaction to seeing his face. It's hard not to think of the scene in Batman 89 where the Joker sees his face right down to the mirror. Mirror! Give me a mirror! Uh, I especially love the painted close-ups as the bandages unravel. And then Dent unravels right in front of Grace as he turns and we finally see his face just as lightning accentuates the horror. Grace faints and Harvey disappears into the night only to reemerge next episode as Two-Face. And I need to point out her scream. Grace's scream. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite moment of both episodes. It's great. It, like, I actually, every time I watch it, I feel something when I hear that. Mm Because that was, I just think it's brilliantly timed, brilliantly animated. And just brilliantly acted by the girl, uh, woman portraying uh, Grace as well. Like, there was some pain behind that, and I just thought it was so good. And, uh, by the way, uh, me and my fiancé watched part one together. She mm-hmm. never watches these with me. But she went ahead and watched p- part one because she, she had some free time. And, like, that ending even got to her. And she was mm-hmm. just like, l- she literally turned to me and she's like, this is a kid's show? This is so <laughs> much more than a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's why it's so great. That is why it's so great. I love his uh, goodbye, Grace. Yeah. He takes off. It's just. Yeah, love it. So good. So good. So that's part one. And now part two. Uh, same, a teleplay by Randy Rogel and directed by Kevin Altieri. Part two starts with fully branded Two-Face right out the gate. He's got the suit, the coin. Hell, even his thugs are on point as they're both a couple of freckled twins uh, playing right into the theme of half and half. Luckily, Rupert Thorne has put a price on both those halves as Harvey has been targeting all of Rupert's businesses uh, and Thorne wants to bring him down. Come to think of it, even the fact that these episodes are split in half is kind of on theme. Once again, everyone involved here is so smart in how these shows are crafted and put together. It's, like like I said, it's like a well-oiled machine at this point. They have, they have figured it out. So last episode, Harvey was having nightmares. and this episode, it's Bruce, whose hero, hero complex is kicking in uh, as he holds himself responsible for Harvey's death and vows to save him. I, as much as I love superheroes and, you know, the TV shows and the movies and the comic books... The one trope I always get tired of is the uh, superhero blaming himself for everything. Mm-hmm. Although this time it kind of was his fault in a way, but that, that is not my favorite trope about superhero. Now, how does medium. that, uh, this is me veering away from the synopsis. How does the other two faces, is this the only one where it's like Batman holds himself and Batman forever? He kind of, I feel like he kind of holds himself responsible, but I can't maybe? remember. How did he get, how did he get the, so through through terrible footage they show of uh, Tommy Lee Jones in a courtroom and like some mob boss throws acid so on his that's face. That's how it's done in the book. And like Batman is going to jump over the thing. Like why is Batman in court? It's very yeah, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, and, always, he's in the right place at the right time. And in Dark Knight, it's like he can save either uh, Maggie, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. What was her name in that? Rachel Dawes. Rachel! Rachel! Dawes. Rachel! He can save either Rachel or he can save uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Get, get me, Lieutenant Echo. And he thinks he's sa- saving Rachel, but yes. we find out he's actually yes. got uh, got duped. Only saved half of them, though. Yeah. Enter my evil girlfriend, Candace. 
back into the picture, who plants a tracker on Grace just in case Two-Face comes a-calling. Grace and Two-Face has a nice ring to it. Jimmy and Candace. I can work with that. <laughs> I'm going to call her Candy. She's my sweet Candy. What would Harley say? She'd say Jimmy because she said my name that one time. Also, I'd like to take a break from the synopsis for a word from our sponsor. Oh. Are you a supervillain with a hideously scarred face and a thirst for two-tone suits? Never fear. Gotham Credit has your back. No one is turned down for credit, regardless of their multiple identities. Gotham Credit. No need to toss a coin, because the answer is yes. Never leave Arkham without it. So, Brandon, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Two-Face has his own credit card with his name Two-Face on it. It's funny because people always jump to, uh, as I probably would, to Batman and Robin when Batman has oh, that credit that card. card. That credit oh, card. that's one of the most cringy parts of yeah, that and, movie. And that, that, is worse, something. that is worse than this. But it's like this, like your mind really thinks of how did Two-Face, how did that work? Uh, did he go inside? How did he, did he fill out a form? What, like, what's funny is, like, I feel like this like the next day uh, he has that card all of a sudden. And recently, I had my identity stolen, so I had to get all new cards, and it took me eight days to get one. So whatever's working for him, it's it's really fast. Did he go? Well, he he said my name is Two Face, and they printed that on the card. Really? Like, okay, that's cool. That sounds like your Christian born name. But you're not really Two Face. Like you're which one are you? You're, there's three people it could be. It could be Harvey Dent. It could be Big, Bad, Big Harv, Bad Harv or Two Face, and he went with Two Face. I just don't get why they didn't just put Harvey Dent on the card. I, it's just it's really silly, but like it kind of flies past you in case you're not. Yeah, and if you if you want to see it, look at her Facebook. I actually just posted a meme about it earlier today. I will check that out. So Batman tracks his old friend Harvey down and pleads with him to turn himself in and get help. And eventually Two-Face does, in fact, give in and contact Grace, uh, who is driven to him by his freckled goon twins. Uh, Grace triggers the tracker. It's hard to say, but I said it Ooh, again. that is rough. Grace triggers the tracker. Uh, and is greeted by Two-Face wearing a half-hood, which I'm not sure how that stays on, and it's kind of weird, but it's definitely a choice. It uh, He looks kind of like Phantomish there. That's true. I thought, I thought I thought it was kind of fun, but I just can imagine, like, before he got there, like, okay, we need to we need to cut this yeah, handkerchief. And like, he tells his two freckled goons to, like, cut it in yeah. half and whatnot. You put it on my face, we got to measure it out perfectly. Because yeah, it, it fit perfectly. Really, it's just there so Grace could have the moment of lifting it and telling Harvey... She loves him no matter what, even though his face looks like half the menu at Fazoli's. Just at that moment, the free breadsticks arrive as Thorne shows up <laughs> with my sweet candy and thugs in tow. Cue the Batman as chaos breaks out and Two-Face is about to blow away Thorne. Uh, hold on. Cue the Batman as chaos breaks out and Two-Face is about to blow away Thorne away. <laughs> Sorry, I got too many aways in there. Cue the Batman as chaos breaks and Two-Face is about to blow away Thorn over the flip of a coin as Batman lobs a bunch of coins at him, exploiting his Achilles heel. And yes, this ending was actually what influenced the ending of Batman Forever. This is true. This is true. Uh, Harvey cries out in confusion as Grace comforts him. The police escort the two of them away as the Commission Batman watch over the scene. Commissioner asks if there's any hope for Dent. Batman responds, Where there's love, there's hope, Commissioner. Batman flips Harvey's coin to the fountain. With a little luck, wouldn't hurt. For you, Harvey. The coin lands on the good side as we fade out. Though Harvey was never actually good again, and Grace, much like Poochie, went back to her home planet. So yeah, f that coin. And that's both halves of Two-Face. And somehow he ends up getting the coin back. Yes. So I have questions about that. And what is the next time? Is the next time we see Two-Face almost got him? 
I believe it I is. Think he cameos, I believe it is. I think he has, he, he has a brief cameo in something else. Uh, it might be unspoken. Yeah. But it would be almost got him. And at that point, there's no Grace anymore. There, no, Grace never shows up again. I don't. Does Candace ever show up again, by the way? No. I, I didn't think she, she did. did. I didn't remember her character at all. I like when she pretends, when she puts the glasses on and pretends. I didn't say that in my synopsis because it was too exciting. Uh, she puts <laughs> on the glasses and pretends to be a cop and fools Grace. I was like, that's all. Very good. Yeah, Grace <laughs> like totally buys it hook, line, and sinker yeah. too. Yeah, Candy might be my favorite. I'm just calling her Candy now. She might be my favorite <laughs> gal so far in the show. Maybe even more than Harley. And know. you you really love Superman the animated series. Yeah, like I, I I do love the Lois. It Lane is the exact like same shirt and everything. Yeah, she's evil Lois Lane as she sits on Thorne's desk with her like, like it's just. It's, I just wonder how she got involved with Rupert Thorne. Yeah, why? I mean, what, what's the relationship? Thorne's been on like six episodes that we've watched of the eighteen, and he never has his right his gal Friday. Fr- Friday, uh, but she's just kind of there, and she's kind of you know, it, it, she's enjoying being bad. She even at one point when everybody's fighting, she look like she looks like she's enjoying it a little too much. I would like a gal Friday, but I also really want a gal Monday through Thursday. Oh, <laughs> so do you not want a gal on the weekends? No, that's when I do the podcast with you. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. It must be the gingerbread talking. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, we have gone over both parts of Two-Face, but tell me, Jimmy, how Batman begins. On every episode of Batman the Animated Series, there is a title card for each episode that kind of foreshadows what we're about to see. It kind of looks like a cover of a uh, pulp novella mm-hmm. um what did you think of this uh of two-face part one and part two's uh title card well it's a very simple image it has kind of like i always um i saw this before sin city of course uh and it kind of has a sin city vibe it me. does it does I, I can see that i kind of wish it was a little creepier so uh describe the the image to the the people listening it's to um uh, harvey stepping into the light Flipping the coin? I think it's just like a random man. I don't even think it's Harvey because I think they're kind of bald or whatever. I don't know. I'm actually going to look that up real quick. But I will say this. Like, of all the cards, uh, I'm saying I wish it were a little different. It's I remember this one. I remember it very well. So it must be effective at what it's doing. I guess that could be Harvey. Yeah, because we're we're seeing just like the the non-burnt side or the non-messed up side, I guess. It... It feels kind of like it could be anybody, but yeah, I, th- I think it, it's it has kind of a hairline there, so it kind of looks like Harvey. But yeah, but yeah, you see half of of him, and you don't see half of him, and he's flipping a coin. I think it fits. So, so did you like it a lot? I, I like it because it sticks out to me I, yeah. as I'm watching. It's the memorable. Episode, that's why. That's why I love it too. As I watch the episode, some of the madness that Harvey goes through, I wish it were a little less. Uh, it's very. I use the word a lot, refined. But that is the animation. That is the look of the show. It's very simple. Yeah. And very refined most of the time. And it's pretty classy. And, so and it's I like better it, than yeah. just a picture of a tree. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're well, still hating on eternal youth here. Yeah. Oh, by the way, a friend of mine, Steve, uh, uh, listened to our podcast last, and he said. I didn't watch the episode because it sounded so bad. I was he listened to our episode, but he didn't want to watch the show because it's like it, he, the way we described it sounded so bad. Well, that's uh, that's why you should watch it anyway. Just. Yes, you should watch it anyway. But I just and like, you can do it while we uh, while we talk about it. You can sync it up. And this is true. But he did say you all really described it well because it did sound pretty bad. It, so it's yeah. it's really bad. But not as that's why I was so happy that this came next. <laughs> yes, yes, both halves. 
Both halves, both halves. Yeah, uh, I really like I really like the uh, title card. It it's uh, an obvious indicator of who your villain is, but mm-hmm. it also looks really cool. It looks like it could be a, a cover of a book, and yes. I'd be interested in it. So, J- Jimmy, holy speech bubble, Batman. Jimmy, what was your favorite quote from part one and part two of Two Face? Uh, so I really like this quote. I don't know why it's a, it's an exchange, um, and it always stuck out to me. Even though now I, I look at it now and I'm like, it means more than what I thought it meant. It's between Bruce and Dent. Okay. Uh, at the end of the first episode, as Dent is about to go off to meet his destiny and of course become Two Face, Bruce detects there's a problem. He says, "You're in trouble, aren't you?" And Dent says, "My friend, you don't know the half of it." That I, is great. I love the reading. That's great. Uh, I think it's it's Richard Mall's reading, but the half of it, yeah, the half of and it. And I didn't even and I didn't yes. even really catch that. I didn't like, until pun. now. I, and we've I been doing puns this whole time, very right. unsuccessfully. But I we just have. loved his reading, and it stuck out to me even as a kid, like that moment of him leaving. You don't know the half of it. I, 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 I think Richard, uh, I think Mull's reading of both these episodes are just phenomenal. Wonderful, he's wonderful. What what a great choice. And I also picked a uh, Mull quote from this episode. Uh, this is. Around the time that they start the fight at the end of part one between Har- with Harvey and Batman taking on Rupert Thorne's goons. Um, but this quote is from Big Bad Harv, where and the delivery is just on point. He tells Rupert Thorne, you're talking to the wrong Harvey. Yeah. That's and I good. just thought that was yeah. so like, oh, that it's on now. But, but yeah, I, I, he has so many, so many great quotes. This is the, I feel like the best, uh, Probably has the best quotes that have not been done by a villain that's not the Joker so far. Yes. So, But I would be remiss to say there's a line I like from Candy. Oh, from go Candace. for it. Uh, and it's her reading, really. Um, uh, when uh, she finds, I don't know, what I don't, I don't forget what happens, but I just want to read the line. <laughs> uh, she says to Rupert, and this also indicates what may be going on behind the scenes. She says, mm-hmm. grab your hat, Rupee, and your checkbook. Tonight might be a lucky night. Oh my! Yeah, Rupee. Oh, that that kind of took so some that turns. tells me something. There's something going on there. Good, good I don't know for if you. it's uh, if personal or financial, but maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, well, see, because she's talking, she's got the information on yeah. Dent. Yeah. Um, but like Rupee, so hmm, Rupee, so that she has a little a little love name for uh, Rupert. I kind of wish they brought her back like years later when they had uh, Batgirl become a bigger part of the show. Yeah, I think she would have been a great like femme yeah. fatale to like feud with her. Thorny, you don't get st- stuck in your... I can't come up with the rest of it, but I know it's... There's a Be careful, thing. you're going to make Rupert Thorny. Uh, oh, there you go. You uh, there you go. There we go. I'll pick it up and Brandon puts it down. Well, and that's what I... Lay up. Always makes me think of, why do they get a load of me? Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Jimmy. Wait till they get a load of me. Who is your favorite character of this episode, and why was it Two Face? Uh, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it Two Face for both of us, I'm sure. Uh, special mention for Candace, but uh, I'm going to say it is Two Face. Um, I mean, really, there's like three characters there in Two Face. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, just it's a, it's a wonderful introduction of. I mean, yes, we've known Dent, but uh, uh, the way the story is told, and you just you just feel for this guy, um, but also sort of repelled uh, at. Um, Obviously, he's. This is a guy who has trauma. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you feel for him, but he's he, he's never not a villain. 
I don't think. Yeah. I always feel like he is capable of, of, of being a villain. Well, that's why he's always, I've always really dug the character, especially yeah. the more modern modern takes where there's just like, he means well. Because mm-hmm. when you really think of it, he's basically kind of another version of Batman in a way. He's a guy who wants there to be justice. Mm-hmm. He just goes a little too far. And he, uh, he has obviously some psychological drama, trauma, and he is... Uh, you dealing with it a little bit differently than the Bruce's. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're very, no pun intended, very much the, uh, the same side of the coin at times. This is true. I, I want to go back to, I also, what I like most about Two-Face is his relationship with Bruce. Yes. And yeah. um, one of my favorite lines in Batman Forever is uh, when uh, they're in the helicopter at the beginning and uh, Batman puts his head through the, through the window and says, you need help, Harvey. Give it up. Um, I always like that because he's like he's he, this is his, used to be his friend and like he wants to help Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like this a lot of stuff in the second half of Batman. You know, Two Face like, who are you? Why do you care? And he's like, yeah, I just want to help you, Harvey. And I just I I like Harvey more through I think more through Bruce than through Grace. Okay, I, um, I, I just I connect to that more uh, than the Grace story. I mean, that's great too in the way the the first part ends. Um, and the way the second part ends. You mentioned Batman Forever. I actually have a fun little fact I forgot to write down. But, uh, of course, Batman Forever was the third Batman movie of that bunch. Mm. Originally, Billy D. Williams had a contract where they could bring him back for like either the second or third Batman movie if they wanted mm. to. And bring him and do Two-Face. But when Joe Schumacher took over, he actually paid the contract out or whatever so he that mm-hmm. so Billy D wasn't uh, obligated to be in the film mm-hmm. because Schumacher really wanted uh Tommy Lee Jones to play the part cuz he worked with him on the client oh the i did not made realize right that. that yes that so, is true and, and he was uh, he's taken uh, by him. Tommy Lee Jones got some real heat from that and of course i guess the fugitive, fugitive was before that too i'm guessing i don't know probably so, yeah he had a lot of heat fugitive is good by the way yeah and, oh that's great the movie so it holds up and uh it has a sequel that not Many people realize this oh, is a yeah, sequel to U.S. US Marshals. Why? With Why uh, Wesley Snipes, was it? Is that who's escaping? I, I don't believe remember. it's him that time. They brought back all those characters. Like, yeah. isn't Joey Pantolano one of those guys? Yes. Joey Pants? <laughs> yeah. But, but in, alas, no Harrison Ford in that one. No. No. Uh, you switched the samples! <laughs> That's my favorite line that Harrison Ford says in The Fugitive. But yeah, I also picked Two Faces. My favorite character, because I think this is the greatest iteration of Two Faces possibly ever. Yes. In any media that includes the movies, the TV shows, and the comic books. But we're talking about our favorite character. Let's talk about our least favorite character, Jimmy. Who are you going to give the Condiment King Award to? So, um, I kind of, it's not that this is a bad character, but there's one scene with the therapist. The therapist is feels a little problematic it, it, to me. It just feels like I thought that would come back. Like, I thought, I don't know, it feels like a runner. Like, she's only in the one scene. Yeah. And she has a lot of information that I feel could be important. I mean, more of an, I think more of an exhibition. Yeah. Uh, exhibition, uh, you know what I mean. She's an exhibitionist. No. <laughs> what is that I called? The, that. the exhibition dump? Exposition dump. There yeah, we go. Yeah, like, so, like there, should, there should be a scene where Bruce, like, goes to, or, like, Batman goes to her and says, what do you know about her? Like, that scene isn't, it's only yeah. the one scene, right? Where he flips out? Yeah, yeah, just one. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with her performance or nothing wrong with the character. It just feels mm-hmm. like... There should be more here. With this woman is holding a lot of information. Uh, I would think about him, but we never see her again. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say her. And say her? Yeah, I, I honestly had a really tough job picking somebody because I was afraid. I loved the cast for the most part. I'm curious who you say. I am just saying this person because I, I know who it is. You know who it is. I know it's, who it it's is. Candy. It's Candy. It's Candy. Oh my God! That you're really. Oh my God! I was uh, going to say Rupert Thorn. I did. Thorn, Thorn's playing his part. Because I'm tired of it. I, I always end up saying, and sometimes we end up saying, like, the second banana villain. Because yeah, they're mean, just not that interesting, like these mob boss guys. I think he's okay. I feel like he shows up too much. Yeah. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd rather have more Mr. Freeze myself. This is, true. this is true. But you don't um, like Candy. Uh, candy was... I just, and it honestly has nothing to do with her. It's nothing personal, Candy. It more has to do with the fact that she's Lois Lane being evil. It's Lane. the same model and everything. Like yeah. I know Superman, the animated series, wasn't done at that point yet. Mm-hmm. But you just look at her and just like, that's Lois Lane. But that red, uh, uh, that yeah, red I mean, outfit, yeah, man. Yeah, she rocks it. But yeah, I, I picked her just because, A, everybody's great in this series. It's true. It's, series, it's hard to, to pick. In, this, in this, these two episodes. And B... The the lowest thing 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 kept taking me out of the episode. I got you. I can see that. I can see that. All right. Oddly enough, I was never into the Lois from the animated series. But it's the same character. I don't know. I just wasn't. I'm not into oh, her. Real quick question: Who's your favorite Lois Lane ever? What's your favorite uh, portrayal? Oh. Okay. Well, that's not hard. Uh, I about to say. I feel like it's kind of an easy one. I mean, for you, Margo, Margo, I have a different one. Margot Kidder is everything. So Margot Kidder, She's the number one. Female in any superhero movie. Margot Kidder is amazing. Next to Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts. Uh, that's a controversial take. It might be controversial, <laughs> but I, I I like Pepper Potts. So. Yeah, Margot Kidder is Lois Lane. I am going to Wait, give... Terry Hatcher? Terry, she was fine. Okay. I, I, I have to give an honorable mention to Erica Durant from Smallville. All right. She... You didn't really watch Smallville, no. did you? I, no. I did. I mean... It's very hit and miss. Some of it's really great. Some of it's really not. Um, ironically, in the first season, Amy Adams' future Lois oh, Lane I, I think is a uh, I one of those that. freaks of the week when uh, they mm-hmm. were doing that throughout the first season, which is just a horrible season. Um, but Erica Durant played her from season four through ten, and like she has the moxie and the confidence, and she's also very nice to look at. Mm-hmm. She she's gonna always gonna be one of my favorite Loises, but yeah, Mar- Margot Kidder's probably the best. Can I tell you what another one of my favorite Lois is? Who? This is going to stop the podcast dead. Are you going to say Kate Bosworth? No, I would never say that. <laughs> I would never say that. She won a date with Tad Hamilton once. I know nothing about uh, I know she has. Uh, she's in Rules of Attraction, and they keep saying she has blowjob lips. Oh, well, that's, yes. I mean, did Harvey Weinstein tell her that? <laughs> that's Miramax. That's Miramax. That's Miramax. That is Miramax. Oh, man. So, what are my favorite Loises? Let me find a girl. Oh, I, this is all kinds of fun stuff here. So there is an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, uh, called I think it's called the Race, mm-hmm. where uh, Jerry is into this girl just because he reminds her of Lois Lane, uh, and that's her. Like, and okay. she's always like, "Maybe I will, Lois. Maybe I will." And of course, Jerry Seinfeld is like obsessed with Superman. Big Superman, and now you know who else was on Superman? Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. So, and th- who, who was she? Lois. She was uh, Lois and uh, uh, Lois and Clark. Okay, Lois and Clark. Did you like that? It was okay. I, I feel like it doesn't really hold up. Uh, and also, Dean Kane's a horrible person, but I think she's great in it. Um, and I've always had a huge crush on Terry Hatcher, still do. Oh yeah, she's great. They're real and they're fantastic. And also, by the way, I know you're not don't watch the Arrowverse shows, but the woman that portrays Lois Lane on Superman and Lois is really, really great cast. 
I haven't gotten around to watching that yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the uh, not the best show in the world, but I I think some of it's on Max now, so you should at least watch the pilot just to see like her in that role. Very very good. But this is a Batman podcast, That's right? So Jimmy, we've already gotten a little nuts, but let's get nuts. Jimmy, who, what are your favorite moments from this two-part story? Uh, other than uh, two really big, obvious things, uh, I love pa- the painted close-ups um, of Two-Face. There yes. aren't enough. Um, there's some in the first and some in the second. Uh, I wish there were more of those. Part of me, I mean, it wouldn't have fit the character because, you know, two parts, but mm-hmm. part of me wishes it was three parts. I feel like there was a little bit more story that could have been more story there I with the building that. up. This is some of the best um, animation we've seen so far. By far, that actually I mentioned mm-hmm. as one of my favorite parts of mm-hmm. the I love the animation. This I love the rain. I love the mood. Yes. I love yes. the faces that Harvey makes. It's just real it looks really good. And I know you you did you watch it on uh, DVD? I watched a DVD, so I'm I'm, la- I'm Once again, some of the, the You should stuff. watch that on Max. I should. I should. You have my Max. That's right. I, I see do. you watching Larry David show all the time. <laughs> so I know you still have it. That's right. That's so, right. But I'm telling you, it. Sign these, for referencing. These two, ep- these two episodes look amazing on there. There's another shot that looks great where Two Face is reading something, mm-hmm. and it's just a close up of his eyes. Yeah, that's so where it's like kind of painted. It yeah. looks like a Ren and Stimpy painting. Yeah, that's what I like about. It. I love it's those. So I love good. those Ren and Stimpy painted close ups. So like when they do, they only do it like once or twice. Like when for the reveal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah they do that twice. Part yeah. there, and you're like, why did they do that first? It was that? definitely a choice, but it, it, yeah. I mean, it works. I, but I wanted that. more. I wanted mm-hmm. more. Um, I. I one part I really, really loved was uh, when Batman took on Rupert Thorne's goons in part mm-hmm. one, and they're just flying around, and you don't see them get beat up, but you see oh. like the outside of the of the silhouette? apartments or whatever, like the silhouette. Yeah, that, that's something that um, I feel like was in a lot of the bumpers and a lot of the commercials. Yeah, um, yeah, they always use those kind of shots. But that was fun because also you can kind of make the censors happy. You mm-hmm. don't see them beating the crap out of people, but you can use the uh, theater of the mind, yeah. if you will. I just thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, of course, Two Faces reveal is one of the best things ever in the I history think, of the series. I think both of these. I think why they remembered so well is that both they both end perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm watching them, I was like, "Well, this is still pretty good, but is it as good?" And then the ending comes. You're like, "Yeah, yeah." The ending really sails and, both of these. I think even the second, the way the second one ends is, is strong. And honestly, like if. You didn't even have to put these back to back. You could have aired part two could have much been. longer later and just be a continuation of the story. But once again, my fiance watched only part one with me, and it, she got a full like beginning, middle, end. That was all great storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, do you need to watch them back to back? No, but I mean, you still should. What's the What's the time frame? Because like obviously. In between both, some time has went by because Two Face now has a suit and See, that, he has a thug. That was like, actually, that's actually something I was wondering about. He, and of course, the credit card. But yeah, he seems card. like he went from like zero to sixty really yeah, quickly a couple there weeks in the have villain went part. By, I would think. And and it looks like has has Big Bad Harvey Harv taken over completely, or do they? I mean, sometimes Harvey kind of comes out, but I didn't know if, if like Big Bad Harv was the main personality in charge of like in these particular episodes. Yeah. I, I feel like in the, in the comics, it's usually kind of both. I feel like on. in the second, he's kind of taken over, but there, he, the, the emotion can bring him back, uh, to Harvey Dent. I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're kind of going for. 
But yeah, also, I love the moody background. I love the rain. I love the pun. To the punch, we're not too, like, bad or forced. Mm-hmm. Like like you mentioned earlier, you don't know the half of it. Yeah. Didn't even catch that, and it's no. just brilliant. No, I didn't catch it until now. It's just the, the reading always stuck out to me. I love that the explosion was kind of Bruce's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Harvey, like I said, the scream when uh, when Harvey's seen for the first time is just, oh, man. And um, Batman's, uh, what is, what is Harvey, no. Yes. Like, it's just yeah. like. Conroy does great in this episode, yeah. too. He's kind of the unsung hero of this episode when you think about it. Uh, the, and I, lo- I uh, absolutely love this design of Tuvis. As me and him were talking about earlier, the original comic design, it works, but it's not nearly, in my mm-hmm. opinion, as appealing as the white and, white and black suit and the blue like face with the mm-hmm. white hair. I just think that's really cool. Did you like the bat helmet in this? It looked like a a, a, diff- a new action figure, so I thought you might it's like that. Fine, I don't know. That's something about helmets on Bat. I love goggles on Batman, but yeah. I don't know about that helmet. Oh, another another bit of dialogue I like, and it also accentuates the relationship between Harvey and Bruce. Is that little bit at the uh, where he's like uh, Bruce yells out, and he's like, "Better better propose to her soon, Harvey. I might steal her away." And he's like, "You do, and I'll prosecute." I just I love that. I thought that was adorable. That's brought up here soon. Oh, you don't me. like that? You don't oh, we'll like get into it. it yeah. I, I thought it was well written, but we'll get yeah. into that. Okay. But yeah, and like I said, the final thing I've already kind of touched on, the animation is just out of this world in these two parts. So yeah, we talked about our favorite parts about Two-Face, but let's talk about our Martha moments. Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, stop. Please, please. Stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. Yes, even though I absolutely love this episode, these two episodes, I have actually quite a few Martha moments. Hmm. So, what are yours, Jimmy? Uh, I don't really have that many. I I don't like. The Mine name. are all pretty small. Okay, I don't like the name Big Bad Harv. Me either. That's not. That's like only a part of the show that's not from the books or anything like that it feels like they're like boys the script is due tomorrow what what do we do to us hey this is calm big bad heart all right i i also feel like they might have done that to and for lack of better words dumb it down for your kid viewers to kind of figure out because when when you're young you i don't know if you understand schizophrenia multiple personality disorders was there is there dialogue there of why he's big bad heart is that like the is, is that a childhood thing no idea. That was actually one of my Martha moments. The fact means. that it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like we've been, we've seen this character like a couple times. But because she does say like the 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 uh, psychiatrist is like, and I like that they say shrink. I always like yeah. when I hear that. Is that bad? Can you say a shrink? Anymore? So that's another thing I had a Martha moment. I feel like they kind of everybody look is looking down on the therapy in a negative but that, light. that was that was what you heard in television, television yeah and especially in the early movie. 90s it just, yeah. that doesn't age he's, well he's that's seen a shrink say. like that was constant like stuff you'd hear but i will say hey bruce was very accepting and very like hey you gotta get help you well if anyone it. saw a shrink it would be bruce wayne yeah so. yeah i feel like that would be a great like one-off episode at... what was i just saying what was my issue i just i just brought up the therapist for some um big bad harv yeah, it's like if Big Bad Harv, if she were like, did the kids, what did the kids call you? They called me Big Bad Harv. Is that, is I hope that, they don't is call that, you that. Is that, I, I, I got you. But like, uh, <laughs> that's not dialogue, is it? 
I don't, I don't remember that. Okay, that would have fixed it. Like, that, that's what the kids called him, because he yeah. was mad as a kid. And I'm like, what did they call you, Harvey? They called me Big Bad Hawk. Yeah, so yeah make you could sense. use the psychological, it, yeah. Yeah, but they don't, they don't do that. And even when I was young, I was like, come on, Big Bad Harvey? I don't know, it just doesn't work. Like, yeah, I feel like they did it just kind of to explain to the younger audiences what's going on, because it's a very heavy, you know theme and very heavy two parts and even when like thorn finds out he's like big bad hog like they're kind of poking fun and at how it. did they know about big did they still is like, must have stole, like all the stuff that uh, that she had all written down it would have worked better if like what did the kids call I just, you i just you know, thought that was some weird uh blackmail like we're gonna tell everybody that you're seeing a shrink yeah well that that that's very timely i think yeah. if like uh, politicians or whatever saw that now it's, things are very different now but that yeah, would have been yeah. something then there's a lot of humor that was like that on on stuff and of course, we are brought up the credit card, which that was included in my Martha moments. But mm-hmm. the uh, the other Martha moment I had was the uh, moment when Batman put a tracer on a vehicle, and he shot it out with a gun. <laughs> Batman <laughs> would never have a gun. This is true. This he is would true. have something. Maybe he he would. It would be like his grapple hook. It would mm-hmm. be something that doesn't look like a gun, but still shoots out a thing. But no, th- he pulls out a gun, and that took me out of the episode for a minute. I'm like, oh, that's wrong. That is wrong. It's a huge uh, Batman red flag. Now, did you? What, what was it about that dialogue that you had? You had this problem with? The, what was the dialogue? That oh, I, I forgot about the. Yeah. So that was a weird scene. I think that scene was weird, though. But I. Why liked, was the scene weird? I don't know. I, so for some reason, everyone in the background is always interested in what's happening. Yeah, and they're all very quiet. Yeah, they're all very quiet, and it stuck out in those scenes. I was like, what is even going on here? Like, is this a birthday party? Like, why is everyone staring? Like, I know he's like the politician or whatever, but it was weird. That's what made that – I think of that scene, if the dialogue that they, they had that I like. Yeah. I think I, I like the dialogue, but it's something awkward about it. Everybody thinks it's so clever, too. Yeah, yeah um, if people weren't paying attention. Yeah. Or if people would just stop. Everyone's just animated dead. Like yeah. that's all that's going on. The background noise, maybe I don't know, but it comes off weird. Even though I like the dialogue, my issue is just once again I don't like horny Bruce. Yeah, but he's being cute. He's just being. I'm gonna put a ring on it too, and then you know, you all of a sudden, the, I'll prosecute. A few minutes, a few minutes later, I, I, I liked. I did like Harvey's like retort there. Yeah, but yeah. It, my issue is the fact that Bruce went out and said that. I guess it was just trying to make him. I know there's this belief that Bruce is a, uh, what, he's a playboy. Yeah. That's a thing that's gone on in the comics, too, but always in the comics, it was for show. He never really, you know, the girls would be around, but he they would be gone, like, seconds later or whatever. He wouldn't, animated Bruce, for me, just always seems very, like, childish and, like, giddy and, like, for lack of better words, extremely horny when he's around the opposite sex sometimes in his uh, brown and yellow suit. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I didn't like that line because I was just like, "Come on, that, that that's that's your buddy's uh, fiance." Which when did he meet? I still don't get what when Harvey met Grace in between uh, Pam and and there. I don't know. We're, we're and wasn't gonna... he going to uh, propose to Pam too? He was right away. Wasn't Man, he? I feel like I feel like there's some issues there that need to be explored too. I think Grace might have got off uh, got off easy in this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, she then did. she just she's just gone forever. Unfortunately, she went back to her home planet, and she's just gone. There's no more Grace. She's a nice lady. Yeah, yeah. And uh, every episode, we give a grade between one and five. Uh, one being we didn't really like it that much, which uh, I believe Eternal Youth got last time, and five being that we absolutely frickin' loved it. Um, we tra- we change the criteria each time, or like 
Go ahead and explain that a little bit better. Uh, so each episode, uh, I guess it's me that does this. I come up with what the uh, star system is. It's yeah. not usually you know five stars or whatever. Uh, I come up with what it and it, what it would be, and it's sort of uh, pertinent to this episode. It pertains to the episode. Yeah. So what are we grading based on today, Jimmy? Uh, we are going with coin flips all landing on the good side. Brandon's writing that down just so he can know what is that for our records. Do we I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start doing this because I always forget. Do we like, keep records? I, I keep all mine. Okay. So. Oh, look at that. All right, Jimmy. I don't keep records. How many out of five coin flips all landing on the good side did you give Two Face Part One and Part Two? So, spoiler: I never come up with this part. Uh, I just I write what it is, and then I don't come up with what it is until I'm sitting here. Well, I don't know why you're on, I do you're that. in the hot seat. Um. So I really like this episode. It's a great. Uh, uh, it's great psychological profile. Two Face, I uh, like a lot. Out of five coin flips on the good side, um, I'm going to give it. Drum roll. I'm, I'm skating back. I and usually forth. go first, and he kind of goes. I'm up skating there. back and forth. I did this between, on purpose between two things. Oh, I see what you did there. I'm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it. Four coin flips all landing on the good side. Okay, okay. Out of five. That's very adequate. Yeah. I'm going to give these two episodes five coin flips all landing on the good side out of five coin flips all landing on the good side. Yes, I, this is my second five-star rating I've given since we started this podcast. What was that one? Heart of Glass? Heart of, heart of Ice. <laughs> heart of Ice. <laughs> Is that Blondie episode we went? Oh, yeah, that, that one. Yeah, I gave that one five, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, I just absolutely I absolutely love these. Like I said, my Martha moments were more just nitpicky, yeah. but nothing that really made me unhappy or anything like that. This but, could go four and a half, but I, for some reason I went to four. I don't know why. Yeah, I've, I've given four and a half to, I think, Joker's favor. Those are, yes. so far on my end, that those are the, these are the three highest rated episodes to date. So, final thoughts on the Two-Face two-parter, Jimmy? Um, I, uh, these episodes are great. Again, it's a great springboard of the, the character. I like how we led up to this, uh, with a couple appearances from Harvey. Uh, that's really the thing that stuck out to me as a kid. It's like this character was on the show and then you pay it off and, and, and do the, you know, the way it's, sh- the way it should be in a comic. You know, you, you build a character up and like, oh, this is what happens to the character. And you're like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen because I read comics. Uh, I love the animation. Uh, I love the voices that Richard Mall is a great performance. So good. So good. Uh, yeah, this is Probably uh, my favorite. Uh, I don't know. There's probably some two faces I'm not aware of. I mean, almost got him is probably my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, almost episode. Which but that's, a, that's kind of a smorgasbord of characters. Th- though. That's true. That's, but this episode has every, these two episodes have everything. If you're like, it's a great uh, sample of two faces yeah. characters. These so. are classic episodes yes. of Batman the Animated Series, unlike Eternal Youth. Yeah, I keep wanting to call it Eternal Flame. Bengals, I guess. Well, we keep calling it, and I was going to call it a Mel Gibson movie and uh, a uh, Rod Stewart song. <laughs> that's a, a Forever Young. Forever Young, yeah. yeah. But yeah, two that's, fa- how, that's how Harvey. That's how Harvey Weinstein <laughs> likes him. Likes him forever. Yeah. But one thing we, we won't forget is the name of the, these episodes because Two Face is pretty, you know, yeah, straightforward. Mm-hmm. Also, what's pretty straightforward is our Facebook page. So go. If you want to follow us on Facebook, look for Almost Got Em, a podcast about Batman, the animated series. We update it fairly regularly. Um, 
go like and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, on uh, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and your podcatcher of choice. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you can. That'd be awesome. So, Jimmy, is there anything that you would like to uh, to uh, <laughs> your hair? <laughs> you can tell you just ran out of the room. Is there anything that you would like to plug, Jimmy? I know a good friend of ours has written a book recently. Well, yes, I just happen to have it right next to me, Brandon. Uh, How convenient. Our, yes, our friend Sean Coots, who maybe one of these days he'll be on this podcast. Oh, that's what we're hoping for. He has some things He's to say. He's a big Robin fan. That's true. And he wrote a book. Uh, oh, I just said it, it. I just see it says anti-villain. That's his, uh, oh, his little trademark. Oh, anti-villain's back. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's still cool. using that. That's really cool. Good on you, Sean. Uh, he had a road book. Uh, I saw a stranger on the freeway. Uh, different stories. Um, one of them is based on our some of our old days working at J Mall. Oh, uh, really? Mall. That's if you're fun. Local, maybe that might interest you. Um, but yeah, these are available. Um, I don't know where it's available. You can go to Great Escape. They might have them there, or if you just contact us. I, hear, can... I, I, I see that they're on Amazon now. Oh yeah, so they're available on Amazon. Just look up Sean Coots as the author, and I saw a stranger on the freeway. Where did Sean work at in the mall, by the way? Uh, he worked at Sunglass Hut. Oh, I did not know that. He might have worked in the store in Hot Topic with me for a little bit, too. I don't know. But maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I love you, Sean. So. He's a, a, a diehard Wally West fan, too, by the way. That's true. Just a man, just a man will, of the world. When, if we ever get him on the podcast, we're going we're gonna to actually be talking about some Flash, too, whenever that day comes. Oh, there you go. So, Jimmy, it's been another great couple of episodes. Uh, next time that you hear our docile tones, we are going to be analyzing... Not the next episode of Batman the Anime Series, but an episode entitled Christmas with the Joker. Yes, we're skipping around a little bit, but we want to do a holiday special of sorts. It's going to be fun. I've got some fun questions for Jimmy because we're going to talk the episode. And we're going to talk the uh, holiday season as well. Well, that'll be Holly and Jolly and Mary, and I am all for those three things. And I don't think Harley's not in that episode, is she? No, not oh, so far. I don't, I don't think she is. She's not, no, because she uh, it was produced when Tim Curry was still doing the episodes. Well, Jimmy, it's been great hanging out with you and talking about Two-Face Part 1 and 2. Um, I guess this is the end of our podcast for the week. Well, let's see here. Uh, maybe it's not. I'm going to flip a coin, and we'll see if it's the end of the podcast. All or right. Not. He's about to flip. So, heads, uh, call it. Heads, it's uh, end of the podcast. Tails, it's not. And he flips. So it's not. We're going to continue on. <laughs> so, Jimmy, how do you like Ghostbusters? Uh, 2016? Uh, no, Afterlife. I liked it a lot. Me too. It's very good. I'm going to flip the coin again. And uh, <laughs> if we get a, a head that's over and tails, uh, the podcast is not over. Whoop. And another ground. What is that? Uh, tails. Tails. Okay, so the podcast continues. Uh, Brandon, anything else you want to talk about? I feel like Har- this has got to be very stressful for Harvey if he like really wants to make a certain decision and the uh, and the coin keeps flipping the wrong way. Harvey Weinstein? No, no. He usually made up his own horrible decisions. Let me flip the coin again. Uh, so if it heads, uh, we will continue. Uh, tails, we continue. We end the podcast forever and we both die. Heads. Heads. We don't die. That's cool. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast.